Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. I want this to be our base verse, and I think it's a very important verse. Look at verse 2 with me. It says this, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. I want you to, I want, I want you to say this with me. Come on, why don't we all read it together? It's a short verse. Come on, let's say it together at the same time. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. That sounded good. That reminded me of old school church. That sounds great. Should do that more often. Even as your soul is getting along well. Out of that one verse, I want to share a message with you as we start today. It's more of a teaching. I hope I can help somebody today. I know we're used to, this is a, the 11 a.m. especially is a very Pentecostal, hanky in the air type of stuff, but, but it's more of a teaching. I hope I can give you some tools, some handles to begin this series today. And I've titled this message, if you want to write this down, Rest Easy. Rest easy. I hope you're taking down notes on a notebook, on a pad, on the one that we have available at the Resource Center or on your phone. Rest easy. It's week one of our series, and I hope it can help somebody today. Anybody ready? Come on. I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome series. Come on. Why don't you close your eyes, bow your head. Let's ask God to bless this time to be with us here this morning as we begin this out. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this incredible morning. We thank you, God, for the weather outside. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives everything that you will do in our lives. God, we thank you for this place right here. I thank you for each and every single person in this auditorium, God. I pray that you begin to heal hearts, heal eyes, open up eyes. Jesus, we want to see you for who you are. God, we want to know you better. God, we want to start off 2017 strong on the inside, God. God, I pray for our souls. I pray for our families. I pray for everything, God, that we are doing right now, what is in our hand. God, I pray that you would bless it. God, help us as we kick off 2017 to draw near to you as we're fasting. God, we're, we're just seeking more of you. We want to hear from you. We want to know you better. We want you to move upon our behalf. God, as a community, as a church, we pray that you would give us strength, that you would give us grace, and that you would help our souls, God. Thank you, God. And in the same way, that you're helping us. I pray that today you would strengthen and give grace and help the souls of the Miami Dolphins, God. In Jesus' name, help them overcome and crush the souls of the Steelers. In Jesus' name, all God's people say. Amen. Come on, can you say it out loud? All God's people say. Amen. Can you give God a big, big shout of praise? I think a lot of people get into the 11 because you want to see the game at 1. More spiritual people come at one. They're like, no, I want Jesus, not the game. <laughs> but uh, anybody in here, when, whenever you have guests coming over to your house, anybody in here, do you, like, just, I mean, it just happens to be that you clean the house way faster than it should be. You know what I'm talking about? Guests are coming over the house, so you just tend to clean the house way faster. Usually, to clean the house, it would take about a day or, or whatnot, and you got to sweep, mop, everything. But, but as soon as you find out some guests are coming, especially unexpected, uh, anybody ever done this? You grab everything and you throw it into one closet. Anybody, anybody in here? Come on. No, no shame in our game. Pastor JP said, you throw it on top of the washer and dryer. <laughs> That's where it's at. And so then you got people coming over your house, and they're like, wow, your house is so clean. This is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, just we try. We try to keep it like it is. It's him. It's not us. It's him. And uh, 
So your house looks great, but little do they know that if they start looking on the inside parts of your house, there's some messes going on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And uh, the same with our car. I'll never forget one time I got a really good car wash, and the car on the outside looked great. Man, your car looks amazing. It's like awesome, but don't step inside. You might come out with a virus, a cold, uh, the flu. You might come out with something. Anybody ever happen where you, you're, the outside of your car looks great, but the inside, I mean, you still got French fries from 2003 in there. <laughs> don't act like no fry ever fell and you ain't reached for it. <laughs> don't judge me. I'm judging you right back. And... Uh, I think we all have done this. We're, we're very careful with the outside, but, but not so careful with the inside. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, this happened to me a couple years ago. I remember I woke up. I'm a coffee lover. Any coffee lovers in here? Come on, coffee addicts in the house. Hey, what? <laughs> I love coffee. In fact, I give it up for the fast, and I'm having a hard time, so pray, pray for me. But I love coffee. I need coffee first thing in the morning. It's one of those things that I need. As soon as I open my eyes, I need some coffee. Coffee to my soul. It is good. I need coffee. And I remember one Saturday morning. I love Saturday morning, especially if you don't got much to do. You wake up, go downstairs, and make myself a pot of coffee. And I remember I went down there, and uh, I made some coffee. There was the last little bit of coffee I had left. Made the coffee. I was excited. I was praising God, speaking in tongues. It was awesome. I was ready for my coffee. And uh, as I'm getting ready for, to, to make the coffee, I, I was getting ready to put some milk in the coffee. I used to drink uh, regular milk. Now I drink almond milk. Any almond milk lovers? It's like, what kind of church is this? Almond milk lovers? And I heard it's healthier for you. I don't know, but it's good. Anyway, so, so I had the old milk, and I grabbed the milk that I used to drink with, whatever, and I poured the milk in my coffee. What I didn't know was that the milk was already spoiled. Anybody hate spoiled milk? I think it's one of the most disgusting things in the world. I poured the spoiled milk in my coffee. I mean, I just, it was fast. It was like just quick movement. And th there goes the milk in my coffee, and it ruined my only cup of coffee. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's how I felt. And it was the last little bit of coffee I had, so I couldn't do anything about it. And when I look at the milk carton, the milk carton looked great. It looked awesome, but I didn't know that the inside was ruined. It was spoiled. I mean, I, I forgot to check the expiration date. And I think, you know what, so easily we become infatuated with the outside that we often forget the inside. Come on, as we, kick out, as we kick off 2017, what I want to do with this series, I want us to stop obsessing about the outside and start looking at what's more important. It's the inside of us. It is our soul. It is our spirit. It is our life. How are we doing? I think we live in a world that is obsessed with the outside. Oh, come on. You see it in magazines, men's health, women's health. Do you have a six-pack, eight-pack, one-pack at least, any kind of pack? I mean, we all, I mean, we obsessed with the outside. How many muscles can you put on your body? How does, how does your waistline look? How does your hairline look if you have a hairline left? What, I mean, what is the outside? We obsess with the outside. How many know you can have a strong outside but be broken inside? I wonder how many of us in this world are living with a great outside. I mean, your life looks awesome on the outside. But deep down inside, it is broken and it, it needs some help. On the inside, we, we have a soul. We kick off this series, I want to let you know, you have a soul. All of us have a soul. We don't have a body that has a soul. No, we have a soul that has a body. You are a soul. I am a soul. And so that leads us to the question, what is a soul? Maybe you're in here this morning, you're hearing soul. Isn't it a term that we use a lot? I mean, we use this term all the time. I was listening to some music last night, a young Christian guy, producer, awesome. I'm looking at some comments that people left on his music, and uh, somebody writes, oh, it brings peace to my soul. 
Right? We use terms like that all the time. Do we even know what it means? Like, oh, Alex, I think I found my soulmate. My soulmate. He's so awesome. What, what does that even mean? I don't know, but he's my soulmate. Oh, you're a loving soul. We use the word soul all the time, but what is a soul? The Bible talks a lot about soul. All, all throughout Scripture, we see the word soul. It talks about soul. And if we look at the Bible and what it talks about soul, it talks about our inside, our internal state. The soul is who you are inside, internally. The Bible says that basically what our soul is, it is where our mind, our will, and our emotions are. Your mind, your will, your emotion. I'm asking you this morning, how's your mind, how's your will, how's your emotions? How's your soul? Some scholars say that the soul is the seat of passions, desires, and feelings. It is, the, it is the seat where all these desires, these lusts, and some say even appetites of the flesh come from. That is your soul, how you're feeling, what you're dealing with, what you're going through, what you're wrestling with. And so it leads to the question, how is your soul? Right? Because we all have a soul, so now how is the soul? We, we take our car for checkups. We go to check up our, our teeth. We go to dentists. We go to doctors. We all go check on a lot of outside things. But I wonder when's the last time we checked our internal state? When's the last time that we checked our soul? Come on, we're starting 2017. We're kicking off the year, and I think resolutions are great. And sometimes we make a lot of resolutions about external stuff, but it's time to focus on the internal, which is our soul, our emotions, our feelings, our will to connect to God, to be healthy, to be strong. Come on, we don't want a church or a community that is weak on the inside. We want a church that is strong on the inside and says, my soul, it is well. So how's your soul? This morning. Oh, the Bible talks about the soul. We see that in Genesis, we see that the soul came alive. In Genesis chapter 2, we see when God formed man. This is what it says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. This is what it says right there. God formed man out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. A living soul. So he formed man out of the dust, and you were just a form. Adam was a form. The form had no life until God breathed into the form. And when he breathed into him, he became a living soul. Your soul is what makes you alive. It is your soul inside. Man is body, soul, and spirit. Your soul became alive when God breathed into you. So I wonder, how's your soul? Maybe you came in here today and you're saying, Alex, my soul Right now, it's a little bit disturbed. My soul is a little down. I've, I've been going through some things. Maybe you entered 2017 carrying some baggage from 2016, and you're carrying around some, some, some baggage in your soul. Something has you disturbed. Something has you anxious. Something has you fearful. We're starting 2017. We're in church. We're praising God. We're worshiping God. But deep down inside, our soul is just carrying some kind of stress. Oh, we don't stop. We're saying, God, my soul, it is anxious. My soul, maybe, maybe you went through a divorce and you're still carrying that in your soul. Maybe you went through some kind of abuse and you're still carrying that in your soul. God doesn't want you to carry it around. He wants your soul to be alive. He wants your soul to be healthy. He wants your soul to be well. He wants it to be vibrant. He wants it to be at peace. He wants it to be well. And so where we read 3 John, it's the smallest book of John, so we call it Little John. Little John, where we read... Chapter 1, uh, verse 2, he says this. He says, I pray that all goes well as it goes well with your soul. As it goes well with your soul. Notice he's saying, I pray that everything goes well in your life as it goes well with your soul. What John is implying here is that your life can't properly prosper 
until you are healthy in your soul. Because you can have a lot of outside stuff that is great, but if your soul's not healthy, what good is it for? Health and wellness does not begin from the outside in. It starts from the inside out. That's why we call the series Inside Out. How many people we attain to grab things from the outside? Oh, I want to look good. I want to have a big house and the nicest car and a good degree and a good paying job. And the outside looks really good. And we work out and we go to CrossFit like my brother-in-law 10 times a day. And you do all you can to look great on the outside. But the soul inside it is broken. The health and wellness and peace does not come from what you have on the outside. But peace comes from what you have in the inside of your soul. You have peace. You have rest. You have God. You have grace. And your soul is at rest. So how are we going to begin 2017, church? As a community, let's do this together over the next five, six weeks. Let's make sure our soul is well. Let's check our soul. Let's look on the inside. How is my soul? If you look around the world, I mean, I think all of us will say that we live in a world of people full of restless souls. Restless souls. We have unrest in our souls. People are preoccupied and stressed out with a million and one things. Maybe you're in here and you are restless in your souls. Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and tired and I will give you rest for your souls. Isn't it good that God gives us rest for our souls? If you're restless this morning, he can give you rest for your soul. So what can we do as a church? What can we do as a community as we gather around that we are talking about our soul? Alex, okay, I get it. We're talking about our soul. We're talking about our insides, but, but what does that mean? Well, how is your inside? What can we do to get a healthy soul? I think scripture gives us a whole bunch of details on how we can get a healthy soul. I think starting in 2017, one of the main things that we should do is that we should stop the noise and still the soul. Stop the noise and still the soul. 2017, I want you to begin to do some things. I want to give you some handles. I want to give you some practical stuff that you can do with you, your family, your spouse. Stop the noise and still the soul. You know we're living in a world full of noise. We're living in a world that is full of noise. Oh, come on. People around you got opinions of what you should look like. What do you mean you're not married yet? Mija, ya tiene 35 años, you're not married. Don't worry about me. Worry about yourself. (laughs) Worry about yourself, girlfriend. It's your grandma, too. All people telling you opinions, all people telling you what you should look like, what you should do with your life, why are you at that job, and then you got the stress of a marriage. Marriage is not easy, it's awesome, but it's great, but it takes some work, and then you got bills, 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 can you pay my bills, and then you got a bunch of school, and then you got stuff that you need to take care of. We're living in a world that is very fast-paced, and if you're not careful, your soul can become restless. God didn't intend us to live with weary, busy souls. With God, isn't it crazy? You can be busy on the outside, but at peace on the inside. Stop the noise. Stop the noise. As we're starting off the year, stop the noise. Say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to take a few minutes. I'm going to take some time in my life every single day to stop the noise and still my soul. Pastor Andy Stanley says that he wakes up every single morning, way before he can, so he doesn't even have to worry about time to just spend five, ten minutes before God and be still before him. How's your soul? How's your soul this morning? Can, it, can you just stop the noise and say, wait, I'm going to just stop the noise. I'm going to be still before God. You know, in the, in the Bible, the, David, King David was an incredible psalmist. He wrote a whole bunch of songs. And I, I called him this morning as I was writing down some notes. I called him a soul talker. He talked a lot about the soul. 
And uh, he was always mentioning the soul. Oh, my soul. This my soul. My soul. My soul. My soul. Hey. He was always talking about the soul. And in Psalm chapter 62, verse 1, look at what he says. He says, truly, my soul finds rest in Oh, come on, come on, 11 a.m. I know you're fasting, but truly my soul finds rest in God. In God. Oh, if you're, if you're here with a restless soul, I'm, t- I'm telling you today, this morning, that you can only find rest in God. You're not going to find rest in your car. You're not going to find rest in a spouse. You're not going to find rest in a house. You're not going to find rest in a whole bunch of money. Our souls will only find rest when you stop and be still before God because your soul was made by God, for God, for, for his purposes, for his, his reason. Your soul can only be at peace when you're at rest before God. Is your soul at rest before God? St. Augustine put it this way, and I love this quote. It said, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they can find rest in you. Our souls and our hearts can only find rest when they are at rest in him. How's your soul this morning? Can you stop the noise? Can you stop the noise and say, wait a minute, I just want to stop? That's why the Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am, be still, be still. I know it's hard to be still. Some of us know, some of us have children that are five, six, seven years old. They can't be still for nothing. And some of us are married to those children and we can't be still for nothing. But can you be still before God and know he's in control? He's for me. He's with me. My soul is going to be at rest in him. My soul can only be at rest in him because it was made by him. I was made for God, by God. How's your, how's your soul? Be still. Maybe you're saying, Alex, but I can't be still. I got a million things that I got to take care of. I mean, a couple here, you're getting ready to get married in a few weeks. Hey, praise the Lord. You got bills to take care of. You got a wedding. You got a million things. What, is, what are you worried about? What are you anxious about? Maybe you walked in here this morning with a million and one questions. You can quiet your soul. You can say, so wait a minute, I'm going to sit still before my God. The psalmist, the soul talker, he said this in Psalm chapter 131. This is what he says, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. I have calmed and quieted my soul. Some of us starting in 2017, this is what we need to do. We need to calm and quiet our soul. Your soul's talking to you. Your soul's telling you, I can't stop. Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, he says, we work all day. Then we go to sleep and our mind does not sleep. It keeps on working. Anybody ever felt like that? Go to sleep and you're just like, I got a million and one things. Oh, my God, I forgot this. I forgot that. Did I turn off the oven? Oh, my God, I did it. A bunch of things. Oh, my God, I need to go get some Chipotle tomorrow. And uh, I said that because I'm craving Chipotle right now. Our mind does not stop. Maybe you're in here and you're saying, Alex, I want to move forward in 2017, but I'm carrying fear from 2016. I went through this pain. I went through this abuse. Somebody cheated on me. Somebody lied to me. Oh, I went through this fear. You were not made to be an anxious soul. You were not made to be a soul carrying burdens. It says his burden is light and his yoke is easy. I'm telling you this morning, you can be easy. You can be light on the inside. God wants you to be at peace on the inside. He wants us to have rest for our souls. We were made by God for God so your soul can be at peace. You can be busy on the outside, but at peace on the inside. I want us all to focus on our soul. So stop the noise and be still. Still before God. And I think it's a beautiful thing that when you are still before God, your soul is connecting back to the one who created the soul. If it was God who breathed the soul, 
and made it alive. You ever notice when you are worshiping God, when you are in God's presence, when you're reading his word, and you just take a few minutes, doesn't it feel like you are at peace? There's just this peace that comes over you. I don't know about you, but if you ever love to travel, I mean, I love to travel. I think anybody in here loves to travel, but traveling is great, but there's nothing like getting back home. Anybody love getting home? Oh, come on. You could travel all over the world, and traveling is great, but there's something about getting back to your own house, right? I think when you look at your bed and you're like, man, the hotel beds, they were great, but this bed is just my bed. This is my pillow, the one I drool all over every night. Come on, some of you drool all over your pillow. Don't act like you don't drool. Oh, I love vacation was great. We went all over the world, wherever you went, but there's nothing like going back to your own toilet. Come on, anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't act like... <laughs> I don't want to use this toilet <laughs> on vacation. There's nothing like getting back home. You know why? Because when you get home, you're at rest. You're not living out of a suitcase. You're, you're enjoying the time, but, but, but when you get home, you are at rest. At rest. Throw your clothes wherever you want. You... You're at rest. It is your place. I think some of us, 2017, what we need to do is come home in our souls. Your soul needs to come home back to the one who created it. That's why when you worship God, it is the breath of God in you connecting to the breath of God outside of you. Can you connect with God? Beginning in 2017, maybe you need to wake up a little bit earlier this year and say, you know what, I'm going to take 5, 10, 15 minutes beginning every morning, and I'm going to connect back with my creator, the one who made my soul, that he wants my soul to be at peace. He wants my soul to be well. I'm going to stop the noise and steal it, and I'm going to stop before God and know that he's in control. I am going to connect my soul back to his creator. I'm not going to wake up and check a million emails, a million texts, a million Instagrams, or go running off at a million miles an hour. I'm going to connect back with the one who created me. And we rest our souls beginning in 2017. We need to stop. And once we're before God, I think one of the things that we could do and should do is that we should reflect on God's faithfulness and remember God's promises. Reflect on God's faithfulness and remember his promises. You anxious this morning? You stressed out? Are you carrying something that you shouldn't be carrying? Are you saying, I don't know if God, he's going to come on, on my behalf? I don't know. I mean, Alex, I just got a million things to do. Got all these bills. Got all these things that I need to take care of. I don't know if I can move forward. Stop thinking about everything that you need to get done and start thinking about everything that God already did. How much has he done on our behalf? God is a good God. Oh, come on, it's 2017, January. Some of us know we shouldn't even be here right now. Some of us shouldn't even have made it out of 2016. Some of us didn't think we were going to make it out of 2016. But it was God and his goodness and his faithfulness and his promises that kept us, sustained us, that carried us. And we are here. Oh, come on. That's God's goodness. God's grace. Oh, reflect on his faithfulness. Think about his goodness. It is good for our soul. That we say, oh my goodness, God, you are for me. You're with me. You're on my side. My soul, it is still, and it is remembering everything that you have done. As I think back of 2013, 2015, 2016, my God, you've been faithful time and time again. And if you were faithful then, surely you're going to be faithful one more time. The psalmist David, the soul talker, he does this in... In Psalm chapter 116, if we could put it up, he says, Return to rest my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. 
He's talking to his own soul. And he's saying, return to rest because God has been good to you. You came in here worried. You came in here stressed out. You came in here with a million things. You want to start off the year strong. You got a bunch of resolutions. That's great. But I'm telling you one thing. Your soul needs to be at rest. You need to rest easy. Maybe like David, you need to say, return to rest on my soul. Because God, he's been good to you. We say this often, but it's true. I may not have everything I want, but surely God has given me everything I already need. Oh, his grace has been here. His hand has been next to me. Oh, maybe, maybe you went through a divorce and that's not what you wanted. But let me tell you something. His grace can give you a new opportunity, a brand new clean slate, and you don't have to carry that around for the rest of your life. His grace can pick you up. His grace can sustain you, and you are free to live a wide-open future in God. And who knows what he can do in your life. God is a miracle worker, and even after the divorce, I'm believing God can still restore marriages. Oh, maybe you're sick in your body. I'm believing that God can heal. Can we think about his goodness, his grace, and say, I'm going to reflect on everything God has done, and I'm going to remember all of his promises. My soul, my soul is going to be at rest in him. Are you restless? Go back to your creator. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you burdened? Go back to the one who made your soul. Anxious, stressed out. I, I think in the Bible, we get a perfect picture of what our posture should be like before God, how our souls should be like. I want you to go to your Bible really quick. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, and we'll finish off with this. I hope that this is helping somebody this morning. As we start the year, and we're talking about living inside out. Here we see Jesus was on his way somewhere, and he stopped by at a friend's house. Mary, Martha, Lazarus, they were good friends of his. And, uh, actually became some of his best friends. And here they embodied him over the house. And, and I think we get a picture here of what our souls can look like before God. And it says in verse 38 that as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Mary sat at his feet and she listened to everything Jesus said. What a posture to be before God and say, God, I'm here to listen. What do you got to say to me? What is it that my creator wants to speak into my soul? And then here we see in what happens with Martha in verse 40. It says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Can you tell her to help me out? Martha, the older sister, comes and says, Jesus, uh, hello, I am cooking, I'm baking, I'm making you a tres leches that is bomb. I mean, I'm trying to do all I can. I'm trying to clean the kitchen. I'm trying to do it. I am sweating. I am working. I'm trying to clean the house. You're a special guest. I've been going nonstop. And here my sister decides to do nothing and just sit at your feet. Are you serious, Jesus? Can you tell her to please help me out? She's a little lazy. She does this all the time. Every time, especially when you're here, always at your feet. Just listen. I mean, that's great. I want to listen too if I had some help with everything that I need to do. Look, look what Jesus responds. Look what he says. Verse 41, he says, Martha, Martha, 
You are worried and upset about what? I wonder how many of us came in here worried about many things. You're worried about your rent. You're worried about your job. You're worried about your family. You're worried about where your marriage is going. You're, what are you worried about? What are you, many things. Came in here with many things on you. Alex, my health is just as many things. Alex, but you don't understand. My son, my daughter, it's many things. It says you're worried about many things. It says, but a few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is what? Better. Mary has chosen what is better. Another translation says, but Mary has chosen the exceptional thing. She has chosen the essential thing. The thing that is most vital. Oh, I know you got a million things to do. I know you got many things on your mind. I know you got many things on your soul. I know your emotions are all running. I know you got a million things that you got to take care of. I know you go to sleep and you're thinking about your husband, your wife, your kids. You're thinking about the rent. You're thinking about your job. Oh, but she's chosen to do the essential thing, the right thing. What is it? Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mary? She was at the feet of Jesus. Mary was connecting with the one who created her soul. I think what we need to do in 2017, last thing, I think what we need to do, a handle, something practical. We need to wait in the rush and worship in it all. I pray that 2017 you can wait in the rush and you can worship God through it all. Oh, oh, there was a lot of things to do in the kitchen. There was a lot of things baking. There was a lot of preparations that Martha was doing. But Mary said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not going to let what's busy on the outside stop me from connecting to my soul, my soul to the creator, to the one who made me, to the one who gave me purpose, to the one who gave me life. I'm going to sit at his feet. And I'm going to steal my soul. And I'm going to wait. And I'm going to worship my creator. David knew this, that when your soul begins to worship God, when it sits at his feet, you connect with the one who made you. In Psalm chapter 150, this is what he says. He says, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Oh, everything that has breath, your soul, what God breathed in you, let it praise the Lord. This morning, how are you? How'd you come in this morning? Are you weary? Are you tired? Are you burdened? How's your soul? Church, we need you with a healthy soul. Can I tell you this? Husbands, your wife needs you with a healthy soul. Wives, your husband needs you with a healthy soul. Your kids need you with a healthy soul. Our community needs us with a healthy soul. What good is it at the outside we've gained a million things but lost our soul? Doesn't mean going to hell. I mean, that's, that's part of it. But what it means is you've got all these things, but on the inside, you're rushed, you're anxious, you're worried, you're stressed out, you're no good on the inside. No, we need a community that is strong on the inside, at peace on the inside, with hope on the inside, with rest on the inside. And we start the year off saying, God, I'm going to focus from the inside out. I pray that you can rest easy this morning. I pray that your soul can be at rest. With eyes closed, head bowed, can we take the next minute just to rest our souls before God? Uh, let's take the next minute, minute and a half. I don't know how you walked in this morning. Maybe you don't even believe in God. That's okay. Doesn't mean you don't have a soul, even if you don't believe that. 
God made you, and he made you with a soul. You're not just a body. You are body, spirit, and soul. How's your soul? Stop the noise. Still the soul. Reflect on his goodness. Remember his promises. Wait in the rush. Worship God in it all. Come on, just take a moment. Stop thinking about what you need to do after service. Stop thinking about what you need to do after. Stop. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We want a healthy soul in 2017. God wants you stronger on the inside than on the outside. With eyes closed and heads bowed, maybe you're in here and you're saying, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. You keep talking about this God. Uh, maybe you're like, I'm in here. I'm new. I don't know. Somebody invited me. Or maybe you've been coming for a little bit and you don't have a relationship with God. You don't know this God. The only way that you can experience the peace of God is if first you make peace with God. Then there's some people in here that you don't have a relationship with God, but I want to tell you, he wants to have a relationship with you. He loves you. Whether you're here or in the overflow or watching online, God loves you. He's in love with you. God is not mad at you. God is not upset at you. God is not looking down on you like, I can't believe you. Get away from me. No, he's saying, come, come home. Come home. He wants a relationship with you. Just as you are. You don't, Alex, I'll get ready and then I'll come to God. No, God is saying, come just as you are. Just as you are. Come, come. Today, who needs to come home? Come home with eyes closed, head bowed. And maybe you're in here, you're saying, Alex, I need a new beginning. Alex, I need a new start. I got sin in my life. Sin separates us from God. And we've all sinned. We've all failed God. Sin is missing the mark. And we've all missed the mark. You and I, we've missed the mark with God. We haven't lived up to the way that we should live. We've all failed God in one way or another. But God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed all of your sin, my sin. All of our failures, all of our flaws, all of our shame, all of our mistakes, all of our guilt. Jesus carried it on his shoulders and he went up on a cross and he died for me and for you. He paid the price that you and I can never pay for our sins. The Bible says he paid for them on the cross. He went into the grave and he was in the grave for three days. But after three days, death could not hold him down and sin could not defeat him. Jesus resurrected from the dead. He's alive today and he's offering brand new life. He's offering rest for our souls. He's offering a relationship with God, forgiveness of your sins. The Bible says that if we we believe in our heart and if we confess in our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. I'm going to count to three in a moment. I believe hands are going to go up all over this auditorium in the overflow as well. If you're listening on the radio, if you're watching online, you can make this decision as well. In a moment of privacy and concentration, with eyes closed, head bowed, if that's you, if you say, Alex, I need to make a decision to follow God. I want him to come into my life. I need rest. I want a relationship with God. I need forgiveness of sins. At the count of three, you raise your hand. I believe that God is here and he's going to give you a brand new start today. One, two, three. Raise your hand wherever you're at, wherever you're at, as high as you can. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I see you here to my left. I see you. I see you. I see you. Good move. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Here down the middle. I see you. I see you. I see you all the way in the back. That's awesome. God bless you. Here toward the front. God bless you. 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 Here to my right. Awesome move, man. God bless you. Amazing. Hands raised up everywhere. If you're in the overflow, you raise your hand wherever you're at. Raise your hand as high as you can. You're saying, today I'm making a decision. God, I want rest for my soul, a relationship with you, forgiveness of my sins, and to begin new again today. 
God, I thank you for all these hands raised. I pray that you would seal them with your Holy Spirit right now. All of you who raise your hands, I'm going to say a simple prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer from the bottom of your heart. Say this out loud with everything you've got. God is here. I believe he's going to give you a brand new start today. In fact, all of us, let's repeat this out loud. The whole church, we're going to say it out loud. We're going to talk to God. I want you to say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Be my Lord and be my Savior from today on. Come on, I am saved, I am healed, and I'm forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, church. Can we give everybody a big, big hand, those who made a decision this morning? Come on, let's welcome them. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.